Going on, Coach? What's up with you, bro? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right, man. Shoot, it's been a minute. It has, bro. It's been a minute. Been a minute, man. Welcome to the 81 Podcast. Your host, Asif Ali. I'm here with my former coach, Santa City College, and the NFL, NCAA Division One, and JUCO wide receiver coaching extraordinaire, Coach Keith K. Dub Williams. Coach Dub, man, great having you on the show. I appreciate it, man. Good to see you, bro. Good to see you too, bro. Man, coach, bro. Oh my God. Yeah, hey, look, the... If I get distracted, I got I got two things going on. My yeah. daughter's dog, my daughter's dog is all over me. He be trying to go out and I gotta take him out. And so <laughs> like he I can't even see myself on here. Like my picture's not on here. I see you. Yeah, yeah. Big... Okay. Yeah. I, I don't want I I got I'm about to text her and tell her to come take him out. Okay, cool, cool, cool. No, I mean you're good right now. So I mean but yeah, man. I mean, coach, man, how you been? So, man, ever ever since S08, man, I just, you know, I went to West Valley and I got a couple of these guys in the AIF and the well, RFL. So, rest is history. But I mean, you 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 went on and did bigger things, <laughs> like shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got some good opportunities. So, yeah, it it, it ended up it ended up being pretty good. Hell yeah, and uh, you know, I mean, I mean, we'll get into that a bit, but you know, I just um. You know, I, I just want the viewers to know kind of my first uh, – I, I didn't get to play football in high school. Uh, I went around to a bunch of JUCOs. I bounced around. I tried to see if Chabot would take me outside of DVC because I'm from the East Bay. And, you know, none of those schools would take me. And then I finally worked my way around to South Bay because it was just happened by chance because I had to take a prereq, you know, to graduate because, um, you know, I was kind of doing like – I graduated early from high school, but I was trying to also, you know, finish up my math requirement. And then uh, Coach Connor – uh, in the San Jose City College uh, program uh, in spring 2008 were willing to give me a shot. And uh, Coach Dub was actually my first coach, uh, you know, when I was playing wide out. So that's spring yeah, ball. Yeah, that's spring yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, obviously, Coach, I mean, I mean, the viewers don't know, but I mean, Strick, you know, Dimitri, Larry, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, all the guys. Welker, you remember Welker? God I damn. Welker. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it was it was a crew. It was a crew, man. It Shit. was a crew. Yeah, it was a crew. crew. Man, let me now. Me. Is there is there a re- reason why I can't see my look myself on that little bottom one? Uh, I don't think I don't think you have your video on. Really? Yeah, yeah. See, I see, see, I see. What do I need be, to do? There should be like a little button where it says like you, know, you press the video. Oh man! I'm, oh. Wow. Hey, there he is. Shit! Yeah, yeah, what's up? Yeah. What's good, Coach? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Coach, man, you yeah, look exactly the same. Goddamn. <laughs> hey, it's all on the outside. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man. You know what's funny, Coach? After I posted the announcement for this for this show, um, Brett, Brett Swain liked it. And then he then I hit him up and he's and he's he's gonna be calling show coming on the show next week on Wednesday. So hey, Swain is my guy. Yeah. Swain is Swain is definitely my guy. Um that's good. He'll be, he'll, he'll, he'll be good. He'll be a good guest because he's, he's definitely wide outs and he's definitely, uh, you know, he, he, he knows his stuff and he's doing good out there in San Diego. Yeah, he is, man. And he's a Super Bowl champion. So correct. Hey, correct the mundo. Correct the mundo, man. So, you so, know, um, like I said, man, forgive me, man. I'm trying to get set up here. Are you all right? No, so. take your time. There's a, a weenie. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to dodge this damn dog. Cause, 
what what happens is my my daughter and my wife they go upstairs mm-hmm. and so for the dog to go out you know you got to go out through the little sliding door or whatever and i'm yeah. the only one downstairs yeah so so when he got when he got to go i'm the one got to get up and let him out because everybody i'm the only one downstairs yeah so that kind of like it gets on my nerves so right, so when so when I'm, so when you're doing something that you're trying to do right in the middle of it here come the dog <laughs> you know what i mean so it's like, pain in the ass god damn it you know what i'm saying man, man it ain't even and it ain't my dog you know what I, mean? <laughs> I, I keep on trying to reiterate to my daughter like this is your dog yeah so you should be the one bending over backwards making it happen for the dog it's your dog exactly but yeah so i think i should be straight now let me see All right. all right yeah we good all right now we good all right cool yeah all right man so yeah coach man yeah so like like we were talking about you know obviously santa city college you're my first coach but you know i want to actually go back in time to actually your early beginnings your early years kind of you you actually played in the nfl for a little bit before you got into coaching so kind of talk to me about your early life and kind of what got you into the sport of football and kind of your playing career prior, prior to coaching um well you know i was i was raised in stockton california Yes, sir. Uh, play high, play high school ball there. Yes, um, sir. I I actually moved from San Diego to Stockton. My mother and father divorced uh, when I was twelve, and me we were living in San Diego. So from age two to age twelve, I lived in San Diego, and then my, my mother and I moved to Stockton when my father and her divorced because her family, her side of the family, lived in Stockton. Mm-hmm. And so I got to Stockton the seventh grade, stayed there through junior high, high school, played. Then I ended up going back to San Diego State for yeah. college. Yeah. And so played there with a lot of good guys. Uh, you know, you know, had a decent career, had a chance to go play uh, for the Redskins for a quick sec. Yeah. Played some CFL, played in some World League, and then played some arena ball. And so, um, you know, I had a good time as, as an athlete, as a as a wide out. And then uh, when I finished, I still needed two classes to obtain my degree. So I went back, got my degree and I got into coaching. There you go. You know what I mean? And so, and, and that's exactly kind of my story. Well, I mean, it, it, this didn't really ain't about me, but it just kind of parallels that, 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 that stuck in my mind. I went and got these two and then yeah. I went ahead and then, and then, you know, after I was just, cause I had the option <laughs> to either go transfer to four year or, or go to the Sabercats combine. Cause they're coming back in 2010. Right. Cause Pappen was starting the wolves right, right, and, right, and right. the 20 and obviously I was there for a little bit. And then uh, I, I didn't make the cut, but I was able to get the Cal Eagles when the Stockton Wolves rebranded in 2012. So I kept pursuing that while doing part-time student enrollment, kind of working at pizza hut. And then I was able to get this motherfucker and I'm like, ah, right, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go back to school and get a real job. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, right. So, but, yeah, right, right, right. Exactly. So yeah, no, I mean, that, that's cool, man. So, all right. So, so at that point you finished your degree, um, you're done playing. Right. And then now, yes. now, now, now we're getting to coaching. So kind of what was your first coaching opportunity? My first you- coaching opportunity was, so I was in San Diego. I just finished my degree. Uh, my wife, who's my wife now, uh, she and I were, you know, we have, we're a couple yeah. and my son was born at that time. Oh, wow. And so, okay. so my son was born, he was about eight months old and a real good friend of mine back it, cause I'm living in San Diego. I just finished a good, real good friend of mine, Booker Guyton, who lived in Stockton was just offered 
a head coaching job at Brookside Christian High School to start their football program. They didn't even have a team. Wow. Because it yeah, it was a super duper small private school, it only had a hundred students, fifty boys and fifty girls. Wow. And they had no team, no pads, no field, no nothing. And they, they asked him to start the program. Uh, it was a private school, Brookside Christian. And so he called me and asked, well, you know, would I come up there and help him get it going? And so I did. And so I ended up going up there and being uh, and coaching wideouts with him and teaching math. I taught math for three years. And uh, so that was that was my first, you know, actual coaching job. And, you know, Booker Guyton, my, my boy, he's a really good friend of mine. He, he, uh, he gave me an opportunity. Very nice. And so, that, yeah. and, and Booker Guyton, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, he must have put in a good word for you kind of based on your performance there or kind of, or is, is, would you say that, would you say that the, the record or, or the reputation that you built, you know, from that first coaching and gig, you know, over there, um, was, would you say it was more reputation or was you say it, it was kind of the word of mouth or kind of how did that lead to the next coach opportunity? Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't reputation because I really didn't have a reputation in, you know, at that point per se, because it was a small school. Now we did have some guys go on to, to four-year uh, universities for football, you know, on scholarship. We did sign some guys, you know, out of, out of that school, even though it was a real small school and a real small team. I actually had a white, I'll go to Miami out of there. He's a parade all American. Okay. Uh, had another, had another white out, go to Idaho state on his same team, the same year. So, you know, we had some guy, we had a quarterback go to uh, Oregon out of there. Um, so we had, we had some players, we made it work. We ended up being pretty good. The first year was rough, obviously, because we didn't even have a team. Like there was no one on the team who ever played football. Like the, the X was, the X was a soccer player, you know, you know, the, the, all, all the line, the old line, the, you know, the line, the, the, the old line and D line, you know, were basketball players and wrestlers, you know, I mean, there was no football players on, on the team. And so that first year was rough. But we had fun. It was, you know, it was high school football is pure. So, yeah, you know, as long as everybody, you know, whoever comes out there, we, we're we going to coach and we're going to play hard. And that's what we did. And so the next two years, we end up being pretty good going to the playoffs and that kind of thing. And then the head coach left and he went on to another school that was kind of a bigger school. He, he saw that as a, a booker left. He saw that as kind of a like, a, you know, a better opportunity in terms of just exposure and the type of school and you know where you can actually end up you know in the long run and so from that point I didn't really know what to do and I end up uh no my whiteout coach who's basically my father uh is Curtis Johnson Mm -hmm. he was my whiteout coach at San Diego State yeah um he's the whiteout coach now at the Saints New Orleans Saints at the time he was the whiteout coach at the University of Miami so at that at that crossroad when book left and went to another school, I called him and I was just kind of asking what, what kind of advice that he may have for me. And he said, he knew somebody who was the head coach at Solano junior college mm-hmm. who, who had just became the head coach at Solano junior college, which was only, you know, it's right. It's right. Uh, right under me is right under Vallejo, which is like 45 minutes, 50 yeah, minutes from Scott. It's right there. You're right there. So, he put me in touch with that coach. And so I ended up going to Solano the next year. It's crazy that you mentioned that. Cause the second game I had with the Vikings 2009, after you left for Fresno, uh, when I, when I, when I went over to West, w, West Valley, the second game I played, first game we played was against Chabot. Second game we played was against Solano. 
And yeah. so I just remembered that drive up. So I mean, you always, yeah. yeah. Obviously, in the South Bay, it's like it's like it's like almost two hours. But like you know, from where you from Stockton, it ain't that yeah. far. So yeah. No, nah, it's not. It's just like you take like a Highway 12. It's just you know like one of those cross you know kind of those cross cross land two lane highways. You just take yeah. that straight out. You run right into it. Fairfield, you know Fairfield Vallejo, right there. Yes, sir. Right there, man. So. Mm-hmm. So, so so now you're in juco ball you know that's and that's where yeah. you know where we met and everything so yeah kind of talk to me about kind of what the experience like with your first kind of coaching gig at, at, at juco with solano it was good you know uh the head coach name was ak martinez he's a good friend of mine to the day he was a cal grad he had ga at cal yeah and so um you know he was really smart really good guy and so i went there and coached white house for one year and and i and i had a white out he ended up going to hawaii from there uh yeah good, good player yeah, we we weren't really good record wise, but you know we played hard. It was you know it's JC is it's kind of a commuter type JC is so it's not really you know a big time football uh, school in terms of tradition. Uh, but the but the guys we had played hard. We didn't have many of them. We probably only had about you know thirty five dudes. Mm-hmm. But you know they all played hard. You know and you, and when you when you play you know this as well as I do. When you play JC ball, number one, you love football. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Say that's your coach. <laughs> hey, you play JC football. You love football. Yes. Sir. And you have, you believe you have some unfinished business with football in terms of your future, in terms of, of, of how you want to end up your career. Yes, you sir. feel like you have unfinished business. So you committed to that. And then if you play JC ball at a small JC, you really, really love football. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Because now it's you, it's you versus yourself. Because there's no other incentive. There's no other incentive to have because even the outside factors aren't there in terms of being a big JC and dorms or you know one of those JCs where you know 50 D1 guys are going through there or, or whatever the case may be. When you play at a small JC, you don't even have that. And so if you still continue you know, for your football career at that type of JC, you really, really, really love football. Yeah, and, and you really, really are betting on yourself. And so we had a team full of those kind of guys, and uh, you know they played hard, and, and and we had some good games. And like I said, we we had some guys leave and go on and play play football at four year school, so it was good. And so what happened was to lead me to the next place is the quarterback we had at Brookside when I coached high school. He went to Oregon. He left Oregon. And he came back to JC. Yeah. And so when he bounced back from Oregon, he came to Solano where I was at. Yeah. And he was a really good player. And so when he came to Solano, he played and, um, and, uh, and he, he was a good player. And so when he got ready to decide where to go as a four year uh, for his four year, he wanted me there with the home visits of the coaches he was getting recruited by. And so, um, and so uh, uh, when San Jose State recruited him, they had a new coach, Fitz Hill. Yeah. So Fitz came in to do the home visit, and, you know, he had just got hired at San Jose State. Yeah. And so the home visit was good. I said, gosh, I better talk. I want to talk to this guy. Because yeah. I always – I'm like, man, I need to – I want to coach D1, you know. So I walked, I walked him out to, the, to this car when he left. I said, hey, coach, you know. You know, I, I, congratulations on getting the job. I, you know, I'm just curious as to if you have a whiteout coach or not yet. And he said, yeah, you know, I'm going to keep, I'm going to 
I'm going to retain the wideout coach that's there because he's also the recruiting coordinator. And I kind of just want to keep him there as a liaison and, you know, keep some kind of continuity with the recruiting and, you know, as far as that's concerned, to just kind of make it a, a smooth transition so we don't fall behind because he was from the South and all the coaches he was getting was from going to be from the South. Yeah. So he was smart enough to know that, you know, I better keep somebody from the West coast around, you know, yeah. just to at least bridge that gap. And so he said, but you could be a GA. Yep. And, you know, and this is back in the day when I'm, my perception of the GA was like, nah, I ain't being no GA. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, that's about, <laughs> that was my perception. Like, nah, I'm not being no GA. Cause I'm, I'm not being a GA. So I like, hi, coach, you know, I appreciate it, but I don't, you know, I don't think I'm in, interested in being a GA. He said, all right. So, you know, that's like January, right? So I go and I talk to this, a buddy of mine who, who I used to turn to for advice in these kind of areas, like to, to make sure, am I looking at this right? So I, I tell him that story and he says, Dub, you looking at it wrong. He said, even though you, you know, you got guys, like I said, I was at a school that had a hundred students. I had a white, I'll go to Miami. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. his, his trips were Miami, Florida State, Michigan, USC, and Oregon. Yeah, yes, he went sir. to the U. Yes, you know sir. What I mean? He went, he went to the, the 30 for 30 U. <laughs> yes, sir. So, you know, so in my mind, I'm thinking I'm a successful coach. I got dudes, you know, I got dudes getting scally. So I'm just waiting for a coach to come knock, knock on my door and say, hey, you getting, you getting guys scallies. You must be a hellified coach. Yeah. And, and so – my boy, his name is Rudy. He said, my boy said, Dub, it don't work like that. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of guys are coaching guys who get scholarships that may not even be a good coach. So that's not, that's not the criteria. He right. said, in this profession, you got to get in where you fit. You just got to get your foot in the door first and mm-hmm. then decide, you know, what angle to take or, you know, you know, what your approach is going to be once you're inside. Bingo. Then you decide on your approach and what's important to you then. I said, gosh, Rudy, you're right. So this is like a couple months later. So I said, man, it's probably too late. So I hit Fitzhill again. And I said, hey, coach, I'm interested in being a GA if that opportunity is still there. This is yeah. like May now. Yeah. And he says, he says, Keith, you know what? You're not going to believe this. The whiteout coach left. <laughs> he went to West Hills to be the Boy. head coach because that's the area he was from. Yeah. So he went to he went to West Hills to be the head coach. Yeah. But I'm I'm not gonna hire another wideout coach. I'm a coach wideouts because the head coach was a wideout coach by position. Right. He had he had been a wideout coach at Arkansas for 15 years. He had survived three head coaches at Arkansas. He was a dog, Fitz Hill. Um, great dude, great guy. I learned a lot from him. So he says, you know what? I'm not even gonna hire another wideout coach. Yeah. At this point, he said, I'll just coach him. You be my assistant. Mm-hmm. I said, all right. So, I, but he said, you'll still be a GA, but it'd be more assistant to me than a, just a general GA. Yeah. I said, okay. So I get there and the first two, you know, he's the head coach though, brand new head coach at that. So he doesn't know he can't coach a position. Yeah. He thinks he can, but, but he doesn't know he can't, you <laughs> right. know what I mean? As the head coach, yeah. you know, you can't meet with him and all that stuff. Yeah. So the first two days he coaches them and I'm like, you know, his assistant and helping them and, you know, I'm inputting, I'm, you know, I'm running one side of the drills and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working, but he's meeting with them. It's, you know, it's his direction. Everything is going through him, you know, verbally in the meeting room and everything. And so 
after the second day, he says, okay, you got him right now. You know, I got to go do this. So then, and when it's time to meet, you know, go meet with him because I got to go do this. So about the fourth practice, he's like, Doug, you got him because I can't be in there. I'm the head coach. I'm all over the place. Yeah. So he says, he says, you got him. And so, you know, at this point, I had never even ran a meeting in my life. <laughs> I'm, coming, I'm coming, I'm coming from a JC in the yeah. hood. We weren't like meeting. No. Yeah, we 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 were meeting and we I mean we were watching game film and practice a little bit of that. I mean we weren't meeting. I, I would have little whiteout meetings at Solano. Just they weren't structured and you know time based and watching film and, and and you know there was no agenda to them. It was just all freestyle. So he says you got him. Yeah. You know you he says you got him. And so I'm walking in there now. Like what? What is a meeting? Like what am I doing? You know, like how do you run a meeting? How do you run a like what film do we watch? How much film do we watch? How do you install? You know, what do I say? What's important? How should they sit? You know, I, they don't even know me as the coach. They know me as the GA. They have they see me as a GA when I was introduced to them as a GA. So you know, I don't even know what you know what my what my authority impact is. And so uh, I just did me. I, I didn't have any reference. I just did what I thought was right every day i was just i just was myself you know it, it was also it ended up being a blessing because i didn't have this mold that that sometimes gas get of the type of coach you have to be yeah because i never learned that yeah you know I, I was thrown in the fire so i never i never was able i never had the i never had the luxury to say sit back and say okay when this happens use use these buzzwords when this happens act this way I, I never learned I never learned that so I was just myself and so it ended up being pretty good um you know I had three seniors that year all three of them went to the league one senior broke the record he had 83 grabs 1500 yards and 14 tinkers so <laughs> and and the whole time I'm living in my car Damn, I didn't have man. an apartment I'm living man. in my car and I'm living in a team room every day I didn't have an apartment because I'm, I'm I'm making GA money and, and we in San Jose. Yeah, you basically so, living homeless. Correct the mundo. I had yeah. a '91. I had a '91 Honda Accord with bubble tent. Yeah. I had all my clothes. Every single one. Of, no one could sit in the car in the front seat nowhere because everything was in the front seat, the <laughs> back seat, and the trunk. Nobody like if 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 I if somebody was like chased by Freddy Krueger and wanted to wanted to me to give them a ride, they would have to like sit on my lap in the car. <laughs> no one can, no one, no one, no one can fit in the car. I had half my clothes in my coach's locker room. So, you know, you know, a coach's locker room, you know, you have uh school issued gear. My yeah. locker room, my locker had like pajamas in it, sweats, uh, uh, leather coat, like my real clothes were in my yeah. coach's locker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I slept in the team room on the couch every night. And right. like the clean, the cleaning people would clean up at two in the morning, and they like come in there, and I like they'd be scared because they, you know, they like the the lady would all like until she got to know the situation. Every night she, I scare her because she <laughs> turn she turns the light on at two in the morning. It's like some dude sleeping on the couch, you know, she, <laughs> like for for like a week straight, for a week straight, I she get scared every time she flicked the light on to yeah. vacuum. I'm in there like knocked out. <laughs> then she finally realized this dude must live here. Because <laughs> at one point she just flicked the light on us to start vacuuming. Like she never even said anything. She's like, I guess this guy lives here. 
you know, and so, <laughs> and so, uh, and my, you know, my best friend, Swanee, uh, Curtis Shear, who I, uh, who I played with at San Diego State, he lived in San Jose at the time. Yeah. And so every, every once in a while I would go, you know, stay with him. Yeah. But, you know, 95% of the time I was sleeping in the team room, coaching these dudes as a GA. And it was just grimy and raw, but it was off the, it was freestyle. And I was, I was coaching and, and coaching hard. And that's all I cared about. Yes, so after that year, you know, I went full time and, you know, I coached there for three more years. So that was really good. Then that led me to San Jose JC. Yes, sir. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's. Yeah, yeah. And those, conne- and those connections you made, obviously, at San Jose State, you know, like James Jones. I, I just, you know, I remember the new, you won, you, you won the New Mexico Bowl, which means that you guys snapped a however many losing streak in the, and and you know, obviously in the bowl season because that 2006 team, you had James Jones, Adam Tafalis, Team Taff, you know, all those, all them wow, dogs. I, I was at City then, though. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, you were. Yeah. Oh, sir. But I was still, I was working, then going old guys out every day. That's how you. That's how you knew them. Yeah, I was like, damn. Yeah, yeah, they would come over to the city and, and practice with us. Exactly, go coach, coach, and, and and this is what the story which I tell everyone, which 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 they, which I mean to me, it still it it, it still treats me the fuck out because I'm just like, yo. I'm a skinny little kid with no high school ball experience. Coach Connor says I can walk on and try out, and you know, All this right. is the first time I've ever seen football. The first day I'm there, James Jones is out doing the ladder drills. And I'm yes. all like, wait, is that motherfucker? And Larry's like, yep, that's James Jones. That's I'm like, what? what? I'm like, oh, See, God. Then, like, you know what I'm saying? Getting in. And then he's like, and I'm like, how do you get here? And he's like, Coach Dub, Coach Dub. And then I'm all like, Coach. I'm like, is it? He's like, and he's like, yep. He's like, and you're like, yep, I coach my state. I'm like, okay. Yeah. 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 Hey, if, I, if, if you see me on my phone, I'm texting my wife. You know? Like, no, you know, you're right. No, you're right. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just, yeah, no, go ahead. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, it's just like, I was just like, oh, my God, no, man. No, there, no, no, there ain't no doubt about it. Because it, see, it worked out. It worked. It worked out perfect because um, they practiced in the mornings at San Jose State. Yeah, you know, and we practiced, you know, traditionally in the afternoon still. So yeah. they would practice in the morning, and then that's why they would be able to come over at three o'clock with us and practice yeah. with us. Yeah, they practice in the mornings. You know what I mean? Like people didn't know, didn't know that part of it. Right. That's 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 why they can be over there every day, is because they they practice at San Jose State at that time in the morning. So by three o'clock, you know, they, they're free. Yeah. You know, so, and, and so it worked out perfect because I was able to really, you know, really work with those guys really hard still. And, 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 you know, it, it, it ended up panning out. Yeah. I mean, I almost, I can recall before the around like May, we had like almost every senior from San Jose from state coming out and getting ready for the pro day. You know, I think right. Jacob French, Adam Tafros, uh-huh. like James, yeah. like Dingo, Dingo, but D- D- Dingo been there for a minute. You know what I mean? But yeah, you know, he was right. there, and obviously, like you know, a few other dudes. You know, there's all just coming out there and just and just conditioning. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, that's that was like my first. I'm just like, wow, this is what a pro style like program looks like, San Jose City. Right. And that's why the program's still running today. You know what I mean? Right. Like right. West Valley right. got cut four years after after my sophomore season, but my freshman really? year with with. Yeah, you know, because um, budget cuts, because the, the right, right, right. kind of kind of we talk about Solano JC, like, like you said, you, I, I mean, I was telling, I was, I was telling Prince this last week when when I Prince on, I was like, I was like, me playing in JUCO was me proving to myself I could do it, kind of like what you alluded to. It's right. you, it's you versus yourself, and you going out there and just doing it for that, you know what I mean? 
But then obviously with that, the record doesn't, the record was not, it was, we went on 10, my, that, that 09 season. And I was like, right. Oh my God. But, and I had the option to either go try out for the AFL combine or I could go walk on a D3 like Menlo. You know what I mean? I'm just right. like, you know, I'm, I'm going to take my shot at the AFL. So and the rest of history. So no doubt about it. I mean, and that's betting on yourself again. Yes, exactly. You know, mm-hmm. so, yeah. so yeah. I, so I see. So yeah. No, 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 no. Let's talk about after San Jose city. Now you get the D one opportunity again to go to Fresno state. So, you yes. know, talk to me about that. Well, uh, Dingo's agent, Frank Bauer. Yeah. Um, and Kenny Chapman, really, really, really good guys. So when Dingo was coming out of, uh, when Dingo was, you know, when he was, when he's coming out of San Jose State, he's he's interviewing agents, yeah. right? So so he wants me to be included in the interview. So we're interviewing agents. We interview like two or three guys, and so the the fourth person, third or fourth person, was Frank Bauer. Right. So he comes over. Him and Kenny Chapman, yeah. they come over. To, they come over to Dingo's. They come over to um, Three's apartment and. And you know they going through the spill and all that, and they and they're really good. They're down to earth. They got big time clients, but they're really down to earth. You know they're really down to earth. And so we go have dinner with them, and you know spend a lot of time with them talking about you know their vision of three, and you know all the things that they can offer and why you know he should sign with them. So after they left, me and three looked at each other and we like, I think they're the ones. So the um, and he says, he says, the one he tells him the one thing I want is I want Dub to train me for the combine. I don't. He said I don't want to go to any facility in Arizona or LA or Miami. He said I want to stay here, and I want Dub to train me for the combine, the forty, everything. Yeah. And they said, they said if you want, if you if, okay, that's that's your choice. He said that's what I want to do. So, um, that's what we did. So that's what you saw. And yeah. so, you know, we, we, we did the speed work, yeah. we did the shuttle, we did the football, obviously. And so he went to the combine ranked like a projected seventh rounder. Yeah. He, he came out of there pretty much projected a third rounder. Yeah. And he ended up going third round. Exactly. And so, <laughs> and so the agent Frank attributed that to me, basically. Which is true. So, so we, we, he and I and Kenny, like we all just developed a great re- a relationship at that point from then on to this day. Yeah. I love them, love them, love them. They are my family to this day. And so, uh, so unbeknownst to me, one of his clients was Pat Hill at Fresno State. I didn't know this. <laughs> and so, um, you know, this was, that was 2006, seven. You know, a couple years later, I guess Coach Hill, Pat Hill, yeah, who was who was a client of Frank's. I didn't know this ever until then. Yeah. I guess tells him, tells him, he tells Frank, "Hey, I'm looking for a wideout coach." Yeah, and so Frank says, "I got a guy." You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so Frank says, "I got a guy," and so uh, Frank talks to him about me and, and Pat, Coach Hill. Uh, you know, says, okay, you know, if, if you if you speak that highly of him, I definitely would like to have a conversation with him. So like, you know, they brought me in for the interview and then it was it was all good. Yeah. So I'm at Fresno, you know, that's how I got from city to Fresno State. That's how it went down. Exactly. And after you left, that's why I switched my jersey. I'm like, fuck this dub in here, I'm gonna be here. <laughs> you know, because but I mean I also understood why, you know what I mean? Because you 
right. with that with kind of that kind of opportunity on the table, you can't just pass that up. I mean, that's that was a that opportunity, man. Like, I mean, coach, I mean, you do you made you did you made the most you you made the best decision. You made the most of it. You know, going going to Fresno. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely glad I did, but it was close because I had started getting used to, you know, the nine four year coaching lifestyle because my yeah. son. My son was, uh, at the time, he was about 10, you know, 11, 12, and he was a dog at Pop Warner. It looked like he had a chance, yeah. you know? And so I was thinking, gosh, man, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm around all, I, you know, I had a lot of, a lot of really good friends in San Jose and the Bay Area. My, yeah. You know, my wife's there. She, she was working. Everything was good on that end. And my son looks like he has a chance. And, I'm, and at the same time at San Jose City, I don't know if you remember this or ever knew this. I was coaching my son's pop winner team at the same time. Oh, I didn't know that. Damn. Yes. So <laughs> you, we would practice and we at like six o'clock, we'd all say, Jax. Yeah. And then when, when you guys ran off, my son's team practiced there. Damn. <laughs> I was, I, I coached my son's team two years, pop Warner while I was coaching that. So they, we practiced and played at city. <laughs> Man, so, coach. I mean, so I'm rolling. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this, is the best thing, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. You know? And so, so I, I, you know, my, I'm coaching my son's Pop Warner team. He's a good player. He looks yeah. like he has a chance. Yeah. So I'm thinking, man, you know, this, like you just, you know, right, right now you're watching Monday night football, Tuesday night football. I'm like, gosh, it's pretty good, you know? And I was almost thinking, you know, I'm just going to just, you know, try to, you know, teach high school or just go back to teach. Cause I had been, I had taught five years already. Yeah. Prior to all this. And yeah. so I'm thinking, man, I should just let's roll it out like this and then just keep keep working with pro guys in the offseason. But then, you know, just teach and coach at City or, you know, maybe eventually when my son gets to high school, maybe coach him. Um, I was really close to doing that. And then I almost thought that was what I was going to do. And then when Fresno State came along, it was like I never thought that ever. It's like, like, exactly. Like, when he was like, oh, Fresno State. You know, coach, it was an interview. I was like, okay, what's up? Like, I like, it's almost like, it's almost like I never even thought that. But so, because so you're right. Like, when that, when that opportunity came, it, 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 I pretty much just went for it without even acting like I ever had those other feelings. But prior, like the day before he told me that, I, I was thinking I was going to do the other thing. Yeah. But, you know, but I'm glad I didn't. Obviously, um, Fresno State was great. So, yeah, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad that it ended up that way. Yeah, and and you stayed at Fresno State for what? Four years, three years, or four years? Three. Three years, yeah. And I mean, mm -hmm. you developed a lot of NFL talent there too. Oh yeah, we had some dogs. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> had some. <laughs> you yeah, did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had. We yeah, we definitely had some dogs there for sure. Yeah. yeah. And so you were there for three years, and then Nebraska, right? No, from no, from there to Tulane. To Tulane, I forgot about Tulane. Yeah, so go Tulane. ahead, Tulane. Fresno State, because then the person I was talking about, who was basically my father figure my position coach at San Diego State, Curtis Johnson, Good job. he was, at that time, he was the wideout coach at the Saints at that time when I was yeah. at Fresno State. Yeah. He went He went from the University of Miami when Santana Moss, because he, he coached at University of Miami, he coached Santana Moss, recruited Santana Moss, Hester, Reggie Wayne, Andre Johnson, Roscoe Parrish, Sonoris Moss. He coached and recruited all those dudes. So he was a dog, dog, dog. So dog, he, dog. So, yeah, dog. So he goes from he goes from Miami, University of Miami to the Saints because Sean Payton and him, Sean Payton was one of the coaches at, at San Diego State when I was a player. Yeah. 
Wow. So that yeah. So we had yeah we had some we had some really good coaches at San Diego State. We had a lot of you know about four or five guys who you end up coaching the NFL later on. And Coach Payton was the running back coach in OC uh, at one point. And so C's you know they were friends. And so when he when Coach Payton went to the Saints, C's went with him. And so now and so he he coaches the Saints when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And so he took the Tulane job. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I got to go coach with him. Yeah. Like that's a, that's a dream come true. And so I left Fresno state and that, and you know, that's why I went to Tulane cause he was the head coach. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so, um, and so, uh, so that was great. I went to Tulane and coached under him and learned a lot and had a great time being around him. Uh, you know, he knew all my family. He was, you know, he was my coach when I met my wife. And so, you know, so it was just, you know, just like one big happy family. It was, it was a great environment. Great environment. I, I, yeah. I, I'm curious, kind of Tulane, Fresno and SJSU, even though they're D1A programs, Tulane's a little bit different because you're out there now in the Midwest. And like, I mean, I was talking to a few of the previous guests, like Lofa, who played that you know, against Auburn, right? And you go to the Midwest, you go to the Southwest, you go to the South. And football, football's taken a little bit more seriously. It's a little bit bigger, you know what I'm saying? So. And Tulane is in New Orleans. So, I mean, add add that to it. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? You know, like Southeast, bro. Like, goddamn. New Orleans is, uh, you know, New Orleans is unique. I mean, it's it's a football t- town. It's, but the, the, I always say, you know, I'm Cali all day. I 100%. this all the time. Like, I'm, I argue with anybody about sports, about Cali. I don't want to hear it. You know, I don't want to hear nothing about Texas. I don't want to hear nothing about Florida. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear it, man. And so I'm, I'm from Cali, but I will say this: the difference. And but, but when you are from the West Coast and you hear all these stories about, you know, athletes in the South, you know how it's just so. You know, they're just so much more of this and that. You know, more uh, hungry and and stronger, and they care more. And you're just like, oh, you know, I mean, that sounds good, you know, just because, you know, all right. But I can't say this. I don't know if that's true across the board. I can see why that would be said. And I, and I, you know, I can't judge nobody else's hunger per se, you know, re- region to region. But I do know this in the South, in New Orleans specifically, and in the South, because I recruited all through the South, they are more accountable to kids kids are more accountable they're they're not as accountable on the west coast the good players the good players yeah (laughs) the really good players in the south are accountable but the really good players in the south are coached very hard still exactly like i was in new orleans leonard farnett you know saint aug uh is in new orleans leonard farnett was the number one recruit in the whole nation right rightfully so he was an animal yeah he is still he is still, but in high school it was unreal, and and he was the number one recruit in the whole nation in in Saint August in New Orleans. So I had friends on the coaching staff in New Orleans. They had other great players. Stan Morgan, who I coached here, was an animal there. They had many, many, many good players, and I remember going to those practices and those coaches coaching Leonard like he was a freshman, like a ninth grader. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they're coaching him hard. Yeah, you know. And not unfair, not uh, you know, not overboard, but they're coaching him as if he's accountable for his mistakes or he's accountable for performing just like anybody else would be. Yeah. And so 
that's not how they all coach the good players on the West Coast. And I'm from the West Coast, and and I'm saying that's why I can say that. I know yeah. it's true. <laughs> you know, you can you you'll go you'll go to a school in California, and you go see the good player, and, and this fool might not even be practicing. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're like going you're going to see the big time wideout. You go there. I mean, this guy's like over there messing around. He ain't even practicing. Exactly. You know what I mean? Or if he's or if he's practicing. You know, he might catch a ball and then go get some water or he over there messing around. Like, he's just like, is that, is that the sweet guy? No one's saying nothing to him. And, that, and that's not every kid, obviously. There's, there's a lot of good coaches in California and West Coast. But that, I, know, I know that's true because I've seen it. No, absolutely. They, they, they coach him hard in the South. Yeah. They and- coach him hard. And the kids respond. The kids respond to the hard coaching, and I and and, it's, I'm, not, and I'm not just saying yelling and cussing. I'm just talking about coaching hard, making them be accountable, uh, you know, uh, uh, effort, you know, making them making them, you know, feeding that hunger, you know, making sure they give good effort, making sure they understand, you know, what they're fighting for, what their dream is, what the ultimate goal that they're trying to accomplish. Why are these D1 coaches out here looking at you? You know, never forget that and don't take it for granted. You know, the, the the high school coaches in the South understand that and they and they project that on to then they express that to the kids. And, you know, that's where you get that kind of notion about, you know, how hungry the players in the South are is because they, they're they're raised and nurtured that way from day one. Yeah. Even even when, you know, they become you know, even when they step into that that stratosphere of being a five star or whatever, that that accountability and that same approach by the coaches doesn't change. And, and so, you know, the results are what they are. But in, in Cali, it's like it's like that some in Cali, but not not as much as the South. Yes, sir. You know, and you know, and, and that is that doesn't speak to talent the talent difference. I'm not I'm not conceding that in terms of you know, one region being more talented than the other, but I do know that part's true. I've seen it. 100%. No, I mean, but, 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 but I remember, I, I remember you used to get on our ass if we were fucked up. I remember. <laughs> I <heard laughs> <not> about that. <laughs> I was going to slam you was all like, what the fuck you doing, Ali? You're supposed to plant. You ain't supposed to fucking, like, you know, I was five to seven. I was on DP. I was like, coach, I was, I, I, you said you, I was a five to seven. I went eight and then I, then, then I rounded it. And you were all like, and then you, you, you just dropped the clip code. You're like, go run that shit again. Run mm. over the tracks again. That's, yeah, love- it's not right. It's not right. It's not right. You know, 100%, if it's not right, man. go again. If it's not right, go again. You know what I mean? We're not out here wasting time. Exactly. You know what I mean? But I mean, I appreciate that because it helped me, you know, kind of get that mental toughness and kind of get the discipline, you know, because that was my first right. year ever explaining playing football. I didn't get to play in high school. So kind of you instilling that in me just kept me, you know, kind of that mindset. And that's why I totally understand what you're saying about when in the South, when they give them that mindset from day one, then you don't have to really, you don't have to really tell a player twice why you're you're telling them to do this. You know what I mean? Right. Versus like, you know, if someone has a superstar mentality, and I and I and I learned this when I was coach uh, Varsity last year for the first time, uh, at Whitney out here in Sac. I was all like, "Yo, man, the superstar players got their parents on board, and the parents trying to tell the coaches what to do, and then right, you're right, out right. there, and I'm out here just trying to fucking tell these kids what to do. I have a playbook, and this motherfucker is saying, why aren't they splitting the practices with Varsity and JV? Like, and 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 they say they can do the job better than us, and they threaten not to bring their kid because they know i'm like dude get the fuck out of here man like no doubt about it you know what i'm saying no 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 doubt about it and 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 i guess i guess like you just said i guess a way a way to kind of describe it and just kind of frame it is that in the south it's really still old school yeah in term in terms of what 
this actually is. Yeah. Like it's high school football. I'm the coach, and everybody pretty much is the same. Exactly. You know. Now, obviously, we not we don't have the same talent, but everybody's value on the team is the same. Everybody's role is the same in terms of 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 your accountability to perform your role, and that's what we that's and there ain't a, a lot else to it, and that's how we're moving every day. Exactly. And sometimes, cause I, you know, I'm like I said, I'm from Cali, man. I mean, I'm from Cali as much as any anything else, and so I've seen and I know how, and it's and it, it kind of changes. And like yeah. you said, the the parent involvement, and, and you know, and and, it, and it's reasons for all of it. We don't have to turn it into just into a, you know, a, a social a social meeting, you know, yeah. and, and but but, you know, some of it's that, um, but it's just a culture. It's just a different culture in the South, and and it and it and it. And it you know, it leads itself to the kind of player that at least that attitude, put it like that. Yeah. Like I said, it, that, that, it doesn't dictate your talent, I, I, you know, obviously, but it does, you know, there is a difference in attitude. Exactly. hundred percent, hundred percent. So no, I totally agree with that. So, and yeah, I mean, again, that experience, you know, it must've been great for you because then you don't have to be dealing with knuckleheads as much as you have to deal with, you know, if you're out here with the superstars, but I think ultimately kind of that, um, were you able, would you say that, but I, I think I think for you it didn't matter where, which environment you're in. I mean, you were able to produce success wherever you went. I mean, whether it was state, whether it was Fresno, whether it was Tulane. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, or, or right. did you see a difference in 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 success? Um, you know, at Tulane. No, no, I I didn't because, like you said, I I, I got my own coach's approach, and mm-hmm. so you know I'm gonna coach you at six years old the same way I'm gonna coach you at 26. Yes, sir. You know, and so so it's it's I I never. You know, I never, I never, um, you know, I, I never, I never even looked at it differently. Yeah. You know, I, I never even expected for it to be different because I knew that I wasn't going to coach it and approach it differently. It's just, I did notice the difference in some of the type, some, uh, the type of some of the kids versus region, you know, the, I, I noticed, I started noticing difference, difference in kids in different regions. I did notice that, but my approach to him was always going to be the same because at the end of the day, you know, the goal is the same. And so wherever you're from, you're trying to get it, you're trying to make it happen. And I'm trying to make it happen and make it happen for you. So that's not ever going to change. Bingo. You know what I mean? So, and I, and I can attest that firsthand. I was a project, <laughs> but it worked out. It worked out favorably. It, you see this? It, 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 it definitely worked out. But see, the thing, the thing is, what people, what, what I think, parents the kid the co whatever don't understand it everybody's a project 100 percent. if if you're learning from somebody then you're a project unless you already know it then you're a project right so i look at everybody as a project it doesn't matter you're not a finished product if you haven't been through it you're not finished product unless you finish so no one co- how can you start as a finished product and you and you're at the start so, <laughs> exactly no no everybody is a project no matter 100%. what so I always look at it like that anyway. So that's never a problem. No, and, and, and I think that's why so many NFL wide receivers have come to you, you know, I mean, just basically to work with you because of that mindset that you're not going to be treating them any differently that you, that you treat me, you treat someone in the Juco, so you treat someone in the high school, treat someone, you know, at Tulane or wherever, because like to your point, it doesn't matter what level it is. The, the mindset and the mentality of the approach needs to be the same. It needs to be a standard, you know what I mean? 
because then no that question. way exactly and so i mean like you said about the south if they have that for, once they get to five star or even nfl like you know to you probably can uh, tell us this better than i can like when you when you when you work with them you don't really have to cater or tailor your approach any differently no no no, fire, no, no you know no, what i mean no 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 now, and it's and, and, and like i said i don't even look at it as complicated and complex as that in terms of you know this is my approach or I just, it's the truth. I just yeah. tell you the truth. I yeah. tell you the truth. And I know that I can, I know I can help you improve if you really want to improve. Right. I know, I, I know I can, and you think I can, that's why we sit next to each other. And so that part is true. And so now we just, everything we're going to do is just be the truth. You know, I, I, I'm not going to walk into it with a preconceived way I'm going to treat you. I don't have a preconceived way I'm going to treat you. I'm going to treat you the same way. I'm going to treat you the, tr the way of truth. We are always going to deal with the truth. And the truth is easy because we both can agree on the truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that, that's my approach is the truth. And so that, that makes it easy. 100%. So now after Tulane, now, you, now you're about to go to Nebraska, right? Talk to me about that yeah. transition. That was pretty good. You know, um, uh, the head coach – you know, the new head coach, Mike Riley, great, great, great man. He called C's uh, to express interest in, you know, discussing the potential opportunity with me. Uh, C's let me know that, you know, that, that, that he wanted to, you know, have a conversation with me about, you know, the wideout position. So after he called C's, C's told me, Coach Riley got in touch with me. Uh, we, we scheduled a meeting to meet at the National Coaching Convention which was probably in about about 10 to two weeks after our phone conversation. So we met there, uh, talked and, and, you know, the rest was history, you know, it went on from there to the point he offered me the job and, you know, we're on our way to Nebraska. Nebraska, man. And talk to me about kind of yeah. what that experience was like for you. It was crazy, you know, because now it's the Midwest, right? And so I had been familiar with the South, even though before I went to New Orleans, I had been in New Orleans a few times and, you know, I, I kind of had a a, a, a a vibe about the South from experience and being around people from the South a lot. You know, one of my, a lot of my good friends, you know, Marshall Falk and, you know, a lot of people that I, that I have been around that really close to me were from the South. So, I, you know, C's, my coach was from the South. Like I said, I had been in New Orleans and Houston and all that. So I had a kind of a feeling about the South, even though I had never lived there before I went to New Orleans, but I had never been anywhere near uh, the Midwest. Yeah, you know, what I mean, I was not. Now I was born in Ohio, but we moved from Ohio when I was two years old. Yeah, so I never spoke a word. I mean, I don't know when you speak, but I, you know, I never, you know, I never rode a bike in Ohio. You know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I was two. I was. I'm adopted. So I was adopted when I was two days old. I was born in Ohio. I was adopted. My mother and father adopted me when I was two days old. When I was two years old, we moved to San Diego. And like I told you earlier, we lived in San Diego from age two to age 12. And then we moved to Stockton. And then, so, so I had never, you know, I, since leaving Ohio at two years old, I had probably been back there, you know, like four times. Yeah. By the, you know what I mean? Like, and the last time probably being in eighth grade. By the time I went to, by the time I came to Nebraska, you know, the last time I remember actually being in Ohio before I actually moved here, you know, I think I went back for like part of the summer, like my eighth grade year to visit my grandma. 
And so, so I, I, the Midwest was, was, was brand new for me, you know, all the way around from the, you know, the vibe of the, of the, of the people and the weather and just everything. It was, but it was good, but it was new, but it was, right. it was all good though. It was good. It was good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know I mean? It's funny because uh, this last ring from playing 2018 was with the Chicago Falcons. If you can see that. And that was yeah. basically out in Chicago. And like what we're talking about the Midwest arena and indoor football died here in Cali. Like I said, in the whole West coast around like 2016, 17. I mean, you still got San Diego, the, the team down there, you got a team up in Spokane, the shock, I think, but you don't really have any other teams anymore. The Sabercats don't exist anymore. You know, the, the really? wolves don't exist anymore. There's no team in Vegas. Nah, no, no, uh, there is, there is. And, and, and Marshawn Lynch and, and beast mode starting up the, the, the Panthers. So, I mean, that, okay. that's basically starting up, but I mean, the Vegas team, yeah, they, they exist. I'm not, I'm, just not, I'm not sure what the stats is, though. But, yeah. I mean, right, right, um, right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And in Arizona? In Arizona, they, yeah, they still got the Rattlers. The Rattlers are out there, yeah. I'm just talking about, like, Cali. Like, Cali, like, on the coast. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, you're right, you're right. So, yeah. I mean, Coach, you know the shits. <laughs> but, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like, uh, so, when I went to Midwest, and then and then we're, and then I'm playing, because when I, when I, when I won, when we won the Western Conference Championship with the AIF in 2012 with the Cal Eagles, we played against the Cape Fear Heroes, which is in Fayetteville in, in, in North Carolina. And them boys was dogs, bro. Like, they fucking – they blew us out, and they blew up everyone. They went to finish season 9-0. Like, I mean, they just they, – they were just running through. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, right. like – and so, I mean, I wasn't I, – I, I don't hang my hat on, you know what I mean? Because we went out there, and, and I did my job. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you can't – I mean, right. I can't – like, record record's one thing, and winning is another thing. You know what I mean? I, I want to win right. always, but, you know what I mean? If I go out there and do what I can do, I'm okay with it. So – Right. But I mean, to the point that you're making about the Midwest and still having the presence. When I when I got to play for the Falcons, I got to scrimmage against some of the teams I got to play during that season, the AIF, because right. those the indoor scene is still prevalent there in the South and right. the East Coast. Like the fucking West Michigan Ironmen are there. Like all these fucking no, like, you're AIF, right. yeah. You're right because it's, I know some 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 guys that are playing for the Iowa team here. Yeah, I, I want to say it might be a team in the Grand Rapids. Yeah, Grand Rapids. Like yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's like three teams out here right yeah, now. Yeah, three right there. Exactly. We're not even talking about Michigan. We're not even talking about no. you know what I'm saying like like yeah, Illinois. Yeah, no, you, yeah, you're right. I want to say it's it's a I want to say it's a team in Nebraska, Grand Rapids, but I know it's and I know it's a team in Iowa. Oh, the team in Nebraska is the Omaha Beef. Omaha Beef. There's a team in Iowa, and I almost want to say there's a team in South Dakota. Yeah, South Dakota has one. The Sioux Falls something. Yeah. I forgot that. Forgot yeah, Sioux Falls. Yeah, Sioux yeah, yeah, Falls. Yeah. Sioux Falls, yep. yep. I played against all those motherfuckers, coach. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I know this. <laughs> Sioux Falls, exactly. Yep, that's what Them it is. Them boys can ball, man. They, they, and, and it's obviously on a 50-yard field. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you, it's the, 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 when you hit the glass, man, you're just like, oh, God. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no yeah. doubt. I played for the Sabercats. I played for the Sabercats and for the Albany Firebirds. So, so um, yeah, I'm knowing. I'm, I like the arena, though. I love it. So, yeah, I love Sabercats, it. Bro, that Sabercats run was real. It was. I was there. I was I, I was I was coaching that I was coaching at San Jose State then during that time, like Rasheed Davis. I coached Rasheed Rashid Davis. And, and, and he came to West Valley. He coached coach us. I coached Rasheed Davis and Charles Polly. Oh man. Um, I coached I coached those dudes at San Jose State. So I was coaching at San Jose State and living in San Jose when when San Jose Sabercats were going crazy. I yeah. used to go to the games. Them games was real. But yeah. like, that was real deal. That Sabercat situation was was very, very serious. Real serious, coach. I mean, we ain't we ain't <laughs> real, yeah, real, we... real, real serious. I mean, I was there. I was <laughs> there. 
<laughs> I was at the games, man. I was there. I know. Yeah, man. A, I, man, that was a I, that was that was some good stuff. Yeah, it was. It really was. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, it kind of. And, and 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 I know Arbet, like Arbet, the head coach. He's from Stockton. I know him really good. Yeah, Arbet um, and, and and coaching and and Arbet's now. I think at Cabrillo now. He's out. He's out. He's out. He's, yeah, he's yeah, down. You're, yeah. You're, you're, yeah, you're exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I used to go to a lot of those games to see she, CP, um, you know, all those dudes, man. Like, uh, what was the last dude? What was this, the fat? The, the, like, he was like a thin white dude that played white out for. Uh, oh fuck! What's his name, bro? I can't remember. He, he was he was nasty. Yeah, nasty. James was it? James Rowe. Yeah, James Rowe. Yeah, yeah. And I remember him, the quarterback. Who was the quarterback? He was an animal. Mark I mean, Reeb. Mark Greeb. Greeb. Yeah. Greeb. Yeah. Greeb. Hey, Greeb was like Peyton Manning. Who was In the arena. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. He was nasty, nasty. And the freaking the skinny white dude was a dog. I forgot yeah. his name. He was an animal. I remember all those dudes. Man. We used to go to the games. I remember yeah. all those dudes. Yeah. So when I had my combine in 2010, I mean, I got to meet all the motherfuckers. I mean, it was, it was great, yeah. man. Great experience. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 It was great. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, no, I mean, it was cool, man. Fucking Matt Costello. He, he was there. Matt Costello from SJSU. Yeah. you yep, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, yeah. So, Nebraska, I mean, what, I mean, did, did was that your last, like, uh, like, I guess, like four year kind of coaching mm-hmm. gig? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then, and, and yep. then what happened? It was good. And so, uh, we got let go. And then, um, my daughter was, she just graduated. Uh, she's going to University of Jacksonville now. She plays soccer. Nice. And she was, and she was just now getting her thing right as far as terms of looking like she had a chance. Yeah. And so I, I didn't want to put, uh, you know, that whole burden on my wife in terms of her recruiting because, you know, you, you can only go through the process once. Right. And so I was real concerned about, um, you know, that that going right for her. And, yeah. you know, and, and in soccer, you know, in the smaller sports, you really got to be in tune with the recruiting because it's not as profound. It's not as exposed. It's not as uh, detailed. And, and um, you know, it's, 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 it's a lot can slip through the cracks. It, you know, if, if you don't know exactly what's going on, who's communicating with who, you just got to have a whole bunch of open lines of communication with everybody because it's, it's just, it's, it's not as, it's not as powerful of, of a machine as, you know, football, basketball, and baseball recruiting. Yeah. And so, you know, I knew that I had to be on, on top of that because I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want, I didn't want anything to be overlooked or any, you know, any mistakes made for her future, because, you know, like I said, you, you only go through that once. And so I kind of drug my feet on some stuff. I was, I just wanted to be around my family. Yeah. Um, I was, I was able to, uh, you know, I was able to be around them. I I wanted to be around my family, and I wanted to, like I said, you know, be really involved with with, with, with that her recruiting process. And so that's what I've been doing. But then, you know, I not really out of the blue, but just from the side, you know, I start getting getting contacted by, uh, you know, just because I was, you know, from the from from Dingo from three all the way on through every all the all the places I ever coached, I still was working with pro guys. Yeah, I know. You know, so, you know, Dingo at San Jose City. And then when I went to Fresno State, um, I still worked. He still came to Fresno. And then when I went to Tulane, 
I start working with other guys, him included. Other guys start contacting me. And so guys were coming to New Orleans to work. And then, you know, when I went to Nebraska, guys were coming to Nebraska to work. And so when I wasn't coaching at Nebraska, but I'm still here, guys were contacting me yeah. to see if I was still, if you know, if I would still work with them, even though I wasn't at Nebraska. Right. And so obviously I, I would. And so that part start you know, that part start coming alive. And, you know, that's kind of what people see now that might not know I ever coached at Nebraska. They kind of just see that. And yeah. so, and so, you know, you know, I mean, a lot of people like, you know, a lot of, a lot of the young, a lot of the young people who, you know, who follow me on social media or whatever, you know, they don't even know I ever coached at Nebraska. Yeah. They just, they just think that I just, you know, decided to start, you know, work with pro guys, which is fine. I mean, you know, what, you know, what, you know, however you know a person is how you know them. But you know, I've been I've been working with pro guys since two thousand and two. I already know. You know, two thousand eight. So, you know, sure, that's when you know what I mean. Yeah. Spring ball. This, this this is pre camera phone, pre whatever. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know already I mean? know. Is... Coach, coach, coach. I, I, I was telling Lofa Tupu who was on last week. I was all like, there was no. This wasn't even. This was just a just coming into the fold when Bruh. we was out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm I'm talking about Nokia. Yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> <A> little flip flop. <laughs> Yeah, next tail side next tail eight, shit. Uh, sidekicks samsung <laughs> baby <laughs> yeah 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 so you know I, this is like this is like i remember when you like when you were coming out it, it was just now youtube yeah just youtube just now yeah because were you there were you at city with the twins yeah Kino and uh, they were running backs well okay. anyway there was twin running backs and they're really good dudes yeah and one of and one of them was an animal with the Q? technology. Yeah. Yes. Because, you know, back then, like it was, you know, if you knew how to work a little bit of the email and the YouTube, like you were like a scientist. Bingo. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like now that, you know, now like, you know, five year olds are making like TikToks and whatnot on, on, uh, on iPad. Like five year olds have, if you can, if you can like log on and make a YouTube video, you were like Steven Spielberg. Yeah. So, so I remember, I remember Tino and and those guys coming to my house and like making YouTube videos for me, like in two thousand five, two thousand six. Wow. So, you know, I, I've been and then I've been working with pro guys, you know, basically since then. Really, yeah. since two thousand and two, because Edel Shepard was was a uh, really he's a he's the wideout who broke the single season record at San Jose State my first year of coaching. I actually started working with him first. He was like my very, very first like person I did drills with who was going to the NFL, but we didn't film anything. Then that was 2002. Right. But in terms of like an actual film where we filmed the drills and I went and watched them, that was Dingo. That was three, yeah. 2006. And then, you know, he, and then he came back every off season, his whole career for nine, nine years. Yeah. Whatever school I was at, he'd just go there. Yeah, you know, he he bring his wife. They stay in. Like when I went to Fresno, he brought his wife and kids. They just you know they get a room and they stay however long. Then he would come to New Orleans. Then he came to Nebraska, and so like I said, once I left Nebraska, I started getting contacted by, you know, other pro players, and and so they would start coming out. And then so now social media is an animal, right? Exactly. So obviously, you know. You know, so now obviously you see more of that coming from me. And so like a lot of young people who are, you know, 
who you know who are interested in in you know in in, in training and seeing guys. You know, they like, oh, you know, Coach Dove, you know, the trainer or whatever, whatever. But they don't know I've been doing this as a coach. I'm a coach. I'm really not a trainer. Exactly. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not a trainer. I'm a coach who works, do, you know, I work with these guys, but I'm not a trainer. And I, and it ain't nothing against trainers, but I never started as a trainer. No, you never was a fucking you know, no some, trainer. Some guys damn. start working. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, go ahead. No, it ain't, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't nothing wrong. It ain't nothing wrong with trainers. Like trainers are trainers. But I'm saying, the reason I'm saying I'm not a trainer is because I never started as a trainer. I didn't. I didn't start doing this as a trainer. Yeah. So I'm not a trainer now, you know. And so, a tra- but trainers. I mean, they're doing the same thing. But I'm just saying. Like I, I know a lot of great dudes that are trainers. I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm buddies with them all. But I'm saying like pe- young people might think, ah, you know, but it, but I, you know, I, I just I've been work doing this for 20 years. Yeah, you've known 20 years, and you know, so, man. And now yeah. young people and the young people in JUCOs who I listen to me because I, I also have a pretty uh, prevalent following. You can't see on IG, but on my Facebook, I have a Facebook fan page, my profile. My profile, I have over 3,300, 3,400 followers. And uh, my fan page, I have 4,600. Right. So that's like over 8,000 plus the IG was seven, 800. So it's like almost right. 9,000. So, you know, I mean, so I mean, right. y'all, y'all, y'all here now. Coach Keith K. Dub Williams is a coach. He was my coach. Good. <laughs> no, <and>, I was. <laughs> and, and like I said, it ain't nothing wrong with trainers because. Basically, a trainer is a coach. It's just that coaching and doing this. Yeah, I was coaching. I was doing this. Be- I was coach. I was doing this before they named it training. Bingo. Yeah. You know, before before anybody before anybody who ever has before anyone who ever is has ever trained a guy at Whiteout who said I'm a trainer come come to me and I will train you at Whiteout before any person who ever said that I was I was doing it ten years before they said it. Bingo. So, twelve years, man. I, I mean, remember that shit. <laughs> twelve years, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, yeah, yeah that, 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 that's the truth. And so, you know, and but, but like, I, but to your point, I and I only said that to say that a lot of social media is an animal, and, and it's a lot of guys working with guys independently, yeah. which is good. Yeah, I, I love all trainers because go to a trainer so you can get better. Yeah, you know, so I love all I love all trainers who are doing good work because go to somebody if I if I wasn't if you know if I was a lawyer and didn't know anything about wideout play and I had a son I'd be trying to send him to one of these guys bingo yeah you know you know what I mean like or four or five knew somebody who had a son who wanted some work I'd be like you need you probably need to go look you know let's get online let's get on IG and see if we can find a guy that makes sense so yes, all trainers are good all trainers are good but but you know I I basically what I was saying is that I didn't just start working with pro guys like right now but since yeah. social media is an a- animal you know that's what that's what you see and so you know you can't control that it's crazy that you're saying that because you know that's what that's what i was telling lofa and a few others it's like they don't know that i played juco they don't know i played arena but they know about this motherfucker because it's 2018 right. that's when i got all those followers i just i i i, I told you about you know they see that right. trophy back right. there but I mean, they but they don't know. They're like, oh wow, like you play pro, you play this, you play that, because they saw the Chicago Falcons, they saw them in my uniform, they see this, so they're thinking that that is like where I started, or that's kind of like, oh, like you know, I'm still active. Like they don't know the beginning, they don't know the, right. the they know the process right. to get to where I am today. So I mean, I think it's an important right. point that you bring up. Perception right. is crazy I, now. And 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 and, and I and I kind of really say that to also say, originally I only worked with guys I had coached. Right. I know because <laughs> because 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 it 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 started that's where it started right because yeah. there's no train there's no trainers 
Yeah. There's there's no there's nobody who so like I wasn't coming out saying I am this because it didn't exist. The only the only the only reason I even start work with pro guys is that when Dingo went to the Packers, he came back to San Jose in the offseason. I was in San Jose. Yeah. So he so he we worked the whole offseason. And so he kept doing that. And so I remember for the like the first two years, he would ask, can he bring people? And I would say, no, like this is for us. Yeah. This is wide outs. And that's it. Like, no, you you he, he like you know better than that. Like I would I, for two years, I told him, no, you can't bring anyone. I don't care who it is. Only people who I'm going to work with is, is our family, guys I've coached. Yep. Like for the first two or three years, I did, I only worked with guys that I, that I actually knew and coached. It wasn't until, you know, he gets kept on bugging me. And I was like, all right, like if you, because I always cared about like how, what kind of person are you bringing into this? Right. Because it was never for money. Yeah. Like I, I wasn't getting paid. So yeah. It was it was never for money and it was it wasn't advertising. I wasn't getting no money, zero dollars. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, who are you bringing into the family, basically? Exactly. And I, I was always concerned about like, no, you can't bring one because we don't know if that person lives it like we do. Because it's not a position, it's a way of life. And yeah, so a thousand percent. So yes, it's sir. not just a position, it's a way of life. So who are you bringing into the family? Nope. You know, you just can't just bring somebody just because you're buddies with them. So for two years, I was like, nah, no one can come. But he kept on bugging me. And like, you'll like this guy. He's going to work hard. He ain't a weirdo. He's my boy. We kick it during the season and all that. So he brought, he start, he brought like two dudes. And so that's when I first started working with guys who I didn't know yeah. previously. Yeah. And and so that's how that, you know, that and that's where it all started from there is that, you know, then, you know, other guys would get in contact with me or whatever the case. But, you know, initially it was all all just about helping the guys I had coached. Right. You know, and and, and that's and that's all I cared about, really, because I wasn't getting money. I wasn't <laughs> it wasn't I wasn't getting paid. It was it was all doing my free time because yeah. I was coaching. So I would, I would work with these guys after spring ball and in the summer, you know, like their off seasons. And so Pretty it much. was just that it was, it yeah. was just that. So, you know what I mean? So that's why I say, that's why it's kind of funny. Cause people that talk to me now and contact me about working, they're like, Oh, you know, they, they like, they don't even refer to the coaching. They like, they just think that, you know, that I just, cause I, you know, I don't even add, you know, I don't have an advertisement or, you know, I don't say, oh, I'm going to be in L.A. next week if you want to work. I don't I don't have nothing online. People hit me like agents might hit me and say, you know, what's what's your website? I don't have a website. Exactly. My web, my website is Twitter. Like, I, I don't have a website. I don't have nothing. <laughs> I don't have a flyer. I don't have anything. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't advertise because it's not really about that to me. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love wide out play. I'm a wide out. That's my lifestyle. And so if you want to get better and you and you think I can help, just contact me. Bingo. And we can do it. If you you could be nine or ninety. If you want to get better and you think I can help you, let's do it. But be prepared to work, listeners. <laughs> You're trying to get contacted no. by Coach Dove, man. He's gonna work oh. you. Oh, we absolutely gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> I tell him, Coach. So, man. As soon as you get out that car, we we get into it. We get to it to it. You know what I'm saying? So no. to it, to it. To it, to yeah, it. For sure. For sure. Well, let me ask you this. How you get in touch with Prince? 
I mean, it's funny because so when I started playing semi-pro ball in Chicago, I, this is just random, bro. I just crazy coach. I mean, I'm gonna tell it to you like this. Fucking like, and I was gonna ask you how you untouch with Prince. Like, I saw I saw a documentary. I was just curious because I'm like, who? Because at this point now I'm playing semi-pro. I'm like, who? 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 I was just curious. Who? Who from semi-pro made the NFL like of recent day? Because my coach from when I played in Chicago, when I, where I got this motherfucker, he, he made the NFL back because he played in the 70s. So my pro in the 70s was a lot higher level than it is now. You know what I mean? Now it's not right, the right. same what it used to be. And I, I just randomly stumbled upon his documentary, 22,000 views. It's like, you know, Darius Prince, the receiver who went from semi-pro to the NFL. And right. I'm reading about, and I'm watching, it's his teammate giving his whole testimonial about how he went from, you know, he got to play basketball at Penn State Beaver, then he went to semi-pro after your explosion workout, then he went to NAL, then he went to AFL, and then he got to the Eagles practice squad. And and this is literally right after I finished my first season, which is when he's on the Eagles. And I'm just like, hold up, bro. Like, yo. And I'm looking at him like, we're the same age. I'm like, DP and I are both born April of the same year. We're both 30. I said I'm 21 years right. older than him. I'm like, yo, bro, I got I to gotta find out. I got to find out where this motherfucker is. And I, lo and behold, he happens to be on social media. We have mutual friends. And, and right. or, or like one or two or whatever. And then, then Adam, and then like, I hit him up. Like, hey, man, like your inspiration. Like, this and that. He's like, oh, I appreciate it, bro. You know, I appreciate it. I'm like, cool. And then all of a sudden, that's, and that's how I found. So basically, when, and then, and then, and then Jesus, who you used to play, who used to play SACC. I mean, you, he was there after, after you left and after I left. But like Manu, you remember Manu, right? Manu yeah. from San Jose's year. Yeah. Manu saw me post about that Manu saw me post about fucking uh so jesus he follows me and 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 i talked to manu for over 12 years too i mean i'm probably oh wait right and then, right. And then i see manu's post from San Jose from state and then he tags you it's like coach dub and then i follow you and i see prince is following you so when prince comes on the show last week i'm like bro how the fuck you know coach Dub? that's my college coach he's like bro coach right. Dub's my god man like you know i work with him <laughs> the aussies and this shit that shit yeah. i'm like Bro, that's my college coach. You, I was like, damn. And then, because when I saw your page, I'm like, oh, 18,000 plus followers. I'm like, yo, man, like you, you obviously, you know, you elevated and obviously expected because you went, you kept elevating after you left city. You know what I mean? Right, right, but right. But right. I was just like, damn, like, bro, like, and I was telling yeah. Lofa, and when you when you play and, and you keep going higher, the circle gets so much smaller. You know what I'm saying? No, it like, does. No, it does. Yeah. It does. It definitely does, especially now that you can, like you said, that you can do quick cross checks and references from social media. Yeah, you know what I mean, and then once you find out who somebody's following or your mutual followers, that even puts you in the mindset of that person. Yeah, like because like, you automatically saw that if I follow him, and he follows me, then you automatically know like, like what kind of person he probably is. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean, because like you, you know he probably not a weirdo or or like a clown, or yeah. else I would probably be following him and he wouldn't be following me. You know exactly. what I mean, and so. Yeah. Like you can even you can even kind of get a perception of a person before you even contact him just by his followers or who he may be following. Just yeah. like this, just you know, sheer association, like in person association. You see somebody walking with with a two dudes that you know are clowns. You're like, well, that guy must be the third clown. Exactly. I know. I know those other two dudes are definitely clowns. I know them. And if <laughs> and if he's kicking, if they're all three laughing together, then he must be the third clown. And it's and it's and it's no different than social media it's association. So, um. That's funny, and and the circle does get smaller because I coach Prince at A and AF. Yeah, with the with, Gla- with Gladiators. No, not the Gladiators. What the, the was that? Uh, Guardians. The com- commanders. Commanders. Okay. San Antonio, Antonio Commanders. San yeah. Antonio Commanders. That's how. That's how I met Prince. You know what I mean? He came. He came and down and and uh, made the team. 
And, you know, I coached him the whole time. So, yeah, Prince is my guy. He's a great dude. Yeah, man. No, he really is. After, after, after I got tossed, chopped open for an hour, you know, I told him, I'm like, yo, man, after Coach that left for Fresno State, I, I, I switched my jerseys. I went to West Valley. I'm like, fuck, fuck this, man. I ain't coming back if, if there ain't no W for L, man. And then, nah, but you no know, about it. yeah, but, 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 but I, but I didn't tell Prince I knew about W4L. I saw him post it when I, when I tagged you and then you posted W4L. I'm like, okay, Prince is part of the family. Like you said, he's part of the family. I want to verify it. And you got yeah. after, after every man shit coach. I mean, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Nah, yeah, but, you, but, but like when you, I bet you when you and him talked, it was like, you already knew him. I did. No, 100% coach. It was crazy. I was just like. Yo, like, hey, man, like, uh, I'm 21 days older than you, but, like, so you can call me Big Bone. We just, and we just started laughing, and we just hit right. it off. He's like, yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, you played him. I played him. I'm like, yeah, no, this and this. And we just hit it off because we have so many similar experiences from, like, playing. Because, like, you know, because here's the biggest thing, Coach. He didn't play in college. I didn't play in high school. That's why right. I came on the city. And that's why right, he right. went to fucking, you know, to play semi-pro. And that's why I, I want to continue my playing career. It's just we came at different junctures. But eventually, right. you know, we, we like you said, it, we, we, it's like we, we, just, we just the six degree separation. We just interconnected because, like you said, the association of of, of just kind of just knowing, you know, who, I, who I'm talking right. to, just right. not no, even knowing. No, no doubt. No doubt about it. And like you said, because his association with just whiteouts, you know what kind of person you're going to be. I mean, it's just that's mandatory. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> mandatory. And so, like, you can you can put money on it. You know what I mean? You yeah. can put, you can put you can put money on he's gonna have there's some core qualities that he's gonna have as a person that you can put money on for sure. Hundred percent. So and so that you know that's gonna happen, which makes it easier, makes and it makes the circles and, and it makes the circle smaller. It does. You know what I mean? Like now we're all interconnected. Yeah. Now I mean I'm trying to get Manu on the show. DP, I'm trying to get DP to come back, and, and, and DP wants to come back. So I mean maybe next week. You know yeah. we'll have him back on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Prince is my guy, man. He's a great. He was a great dude. You know, we we got really close. We still close. He's a hard worker, and everything about that documentary, you know, really is him. Like, you know, that's is that's his personality. That's his drive. Uh, you know, he 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 is that. That's you know that that's what you know that's what drives him. That's the kind of person he is. Is that documentary? Because when he got to the San Antonio, he worked like that. You know, yeah, he, he didn't he didn't have a whole bunch of experience playing wide out those guys that I had, you know, had all been on NFL teams and even played some years. And so he, you know, he wasn't coming from that kind of background. So there were some fundamental things that he hadn't even heard before, hadn't even experienced from a wide out position standpoint. And at times he struggled because of that. And yeah. the, and the difference was even greater in terms of the, of the of struggling, right? Because the people that you being evaluated against, don't struggle in those areas because of experience right. and so it was it was he went through some he went through some tough times but he never shied away from it you know he never made excuses and he just just tried his best to work through it out to you know to just work harder than work harder than the than the circumstance and, and he, yeah, he was a dog he's a dog you know and i mean the thing is for me the biggest thing is like you know for him to just you know, it's inspiration. Like I told him, I told him this, you know, straight up, like he's an inspiration to semi-pro players who, who for whatever reason could not stay on track and have to go to semi-pro, you know, and eventually have to use that. But, you know, in order to, and like he said this very clearly and I agree with him and you're, and you can on the, on the podcast if you want, but I'm just going to repeat it anyways for viewers, listeners, you can't just work hard. You have to have the talent. You can't just, 
You know what I mean? Because like you have to be, you have to be realistic with yourself. You have to know that you, what your ability is. You have to know what your limitations are. You have to have a mindset, and you have to know you can do it. You know what I mean? And and know if you that, can, know about it. you know what I mean? And, and you and coach, I mean, you know this. I mean, like, yeah, you've known this from day one. I mean, uh, so I mean, but it's just one of those things. I just want the viewers to hear. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it 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 definitely starts with talent. You know, yeah. and and I'm all for heart and it's smart and all that. But 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 you got to be able to catch. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like 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 you got to be able to execute. What the, you saying, Coach? The, I was playing. <laughs> you know what I mean, like like you yeah. know, like a like and, and and I get it, bro. Like it's it's a lot of guys with talent that that underachieve. Yeah. I mean, we 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 know that story in yeah. all walks of life, yes. not just sports. There's underachievers. There's highly talented, underachieving people in all facets of life. Yeah. No doubt about it. Athletics being one of them. But all facets of life, there's under, talented underachievers all over the place. But at the same time, to be successful, even the un, even the overachievers have some level of talent. Yeah. When you go to anything, athletics, business, whatever, and you say, like, ah, that guy's an overachiever. He might be an overachiever, but he does have talent, though. Like, he's not out there with zero talent. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... I have to like, flex on him, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, because, like, at Whiteout, you know, I, I get that you're smart. And you and you and you and you got a heart and you care, but can you catch? That's what I want to know. Mingo, you know. I mean, no, like, they, at what point? At what point we gonna throw you the ball and you being smart ain't gonna get it done? Exactly. No, you being smart ain't gonna get it done. But you also have to be able to run the route, like you said. Yeah, but but that's what I'm saying. Like, I get it, bro. Like like, I can't tell you how much I'm all for the heart and the and the intelligence. And I bet at one point we're gonna throw you the ball. Can you catch it? That's what can I want to know. Catch it? <laughs> Bingo. Can you catch the ball? Like, I mean, like, like that's what I want to know. Can you catch the ball? Then, then we'll go. Then we'll decide if you, if you, how intelligent you are is going to, how that's going to help. But first, I need to know: Can you catch it? Bingo. So, so like you said, talent is is paramount. And then you know any other intangibles you have from there that just makes your game that much stronger. Yeah, you know, and it's funny. You uh, the, the the first I, I I told I told DP about you know when we talked about you. Was that you know when I came on spring ball like I like I just told you and the first thing I see is Dingo lacing up his cleats, getting ready to run the routes, getting ready to hit the ladder. I told I literally I said this I said DP I, I went like this my like, DP when I saw that man do that I was like oh my god like this he is met, what he met, he met Dingo he met yeah. Dingo yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm about, I mean I was, I'm, yeah he might have because, um, when we he met him when we when we played in AF when we played at Arizona yeah Dingo's living in Phoenix now. Oh, okay, is he? Yeah, and I used to show those guys a lot of their his clips and stuff. Okay. He's living in Phoenix now, and so when we played Arizona, the Arizona team, um, he came over and talked to those guys. Yeah. So yeah, so he met he, he met he met Dingo. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. No, I just want to make sure that you know, but, but he but he he was like I was I was like I was like yo man like I, I was like that's the standard right there. You know, Dingo was a standard, and he still is a standard. I've not yet seen. Anyone with 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 precision and timing in the routes and with the hands and just with I mean Dingo just had it you know what I'm saying Coach and, like he and, just and, and, and at that size and at that size right I mean like geez like I mean you have to have the size and the it's it's everything man like some 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 dudes just got it you know what I mean no so. no he definitely I mean yeah he's definitely blessed yeah he's blessed a, <laughs> the other the other guy that's like that is Devonte he's that way. Oh, Devontae. Oh, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Okay, so coach, now now we're talking about your social media and your current role. You're working with all these pros. Devontae, Sammy Watkins, right? So come on, go ahead and talk to me about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I work with a lot of guys and they, and they're all great dudes. You know, I 
I, I just, I just, I won't, I won't be around people that aren't great guys. Yeah. And so anybody that I'm working with, you can, you can bet that they're a good dude. Yeah. I, I just, or I won't, I won't be around them. You know, I just won't be around them. And so, you know, everybody I've worked with, everybody, everyone that I've worked with has been great. You know, I haven't yeah. really worked with anybody who I would not work with again. Um, so I've been blessed in that way. Uh, guys work hard because no matter what, from 12 years old to 102, better than you care mm-hmm. so guys guys want to get better and if, and if they think if they think you can help them get better then they'll work you know what i mean i that's that's just i mean that's human nature if 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 you think somebody can help you then you'll work and so i don't have a i don't have i don't you know because people ask me oh, you know you know do you ever get a they ever get an attitude with you and uh, I've, I've never experienced that because mm-hmm. one you know you know, my relationship with them and my approach doesn't really suggest that getting attitude is going to benefit you and they want to get better. So there's nothing to have attitude about because you, if you want to get better, then you open, you know, you're, you're a sponge anyway. Bingo. And so, yeah, and you know what I mean? So, and, and we, and we, and we doing, and we doing things that I believe in that's going to get you better. And so it's, it's pretty much, it's a, it's a simple process as far as that's concerned. But all like, but you know, all all these all the pro guys have been great. You know, Sammy Watkins and just I mean, you can name whoever. And I and I name those like talk, like we're talking about big guys. Sammy's another like a real big guy who just you know has has you know a combination of size, strength, and speed that is rare. You know, yeah. Tay, Dingo, like size wise. You know, exactly. a lot of you know just that combination of like you rarely see guys at that size with all three you know, yeah. all three categories, high level, mm-hmm. you know, size, speed and quickness all together and the strength. Um, so, but, but, you know, Dingo is definitely unique in that way. Definitely unique. Man. I mean, just yeah, for sure. A 17 year old just seeing that, man. At first I was like, wait a minute, God, <laughs> coach, you don't know. I was, mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, because I mean, like I said, I got bounced around from Chabot, DVC, all the JUCOs in the East Bay. I was commuting, taking the train, from Pleasanton out here, all the way from the East Bay to the South Bay, and then taking the bus to get to city, you know? And then that was like the first practice I came in January, and then and then, and then I just see Dingo. I mean, I'm just like, oh my God. That's crazy. No, that's crazy. But then, but then, but then, but then, but you still hug me because like, like, because uh, Trick's like, hey, coach, you meet the new kid. Like, all he's like, oh, what's, what's going on, man? Like, hey, coach, yeah. you get a little dap you up. Are, you know what I'm saying, man, shit. Yeah. <laughs> all good, but we all, we all the same, man. We all working. Like, like Tyreek, like Tyreek comes out here. Yeah, you know he's and he's working out with like little kids, right? Like seventh graders. Wow. And so the and so the parents are there. They you know they kind of fired up. Reek is here, like naturally, and which is good, right? Like, I mean, rightfully so. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and they and they all and all the parents always tell me, "Gosh, I didn't know Tyreek was, was like such a good guy." You know. Yeah. You know, because because you know they you, you don't know how a guy's gonna be right when he's a superstar. Yeah. You know, he's around like he's around like seventh grade dudes, and they're all doing the same drills basically. And you know, he, you know, you you thinking maybe the guy might be at have an attitude or whatever, and, they, and Reek's great with him. All of them are, and yeah. so you know that means a lot to me. Yeah, that part of it, you know, because we all just trying to get better, That's like to what is, you're not... saying. You know, we're just trying to get better. You know what I mean? And so it's it's, it's pretty simple. Started with you. Started with you. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm I'm glad it, I'm glad it was me. Exactly. I'm glad it was me. Yeah, I'm yeah, glad 100%, it was me. 100%.
Let's see, man. But yeah, let's see. Oh, oh yeah, we. So I never asked you what your favorite, who your favorite team. But remember, remember the DB's coach was talking all shit about the Lakers and like he said, jump off that bandwagon and shit. Coach, you're from SD. Please tell me. Actually, yeah, tell me who's your NBA team and and your NFL team. Well, I don't have an NFL team anymore because yeah. I just know, you know I just root for certain dudes. Yeah. You know what I mean. But yeah. when I was younger, though, my team, my my team when I was younger was Lakers and Dallas. Dallas, yeah. When I was younger, when I was younger, I was a super duper Dallas fan and a super duper Laker fan. Yeah, you know my my favorite basketball player to this day is Magic Johnson. Magic still do man. Magic Johnson, Gary Payton, Jason Kidd. God, we talking about the Bay and LA legends, man. You going you going all the way back. <laughs> hey, hey, then my three dudes right there, my favorite players: Magic Johnson, Gary Payton, Jason Kidd. Easy. Yeah, yeah, JK was JK was nice. And so, are you still a Lakers fan, coach? I am, you know, I mean, not, not, I don't, not as much as I was. I was really, really, you know, I was really, really in, you know, I was really, really following them pretty strong, you know, back in the old, in my younger days. But, you know, I kind of, I mean, I still like them. You know, I still, I still root for the Lakers, you know. Yeah. I just like to see a good game. I like, I kind of look, root for more players now than the team, but. You know, I'm always down with the Lakers. You know, for A from Cali, I'm down with the Cali team. 100. No, percent I'm down. I'm down with the Warriors too. Kings. You know, I'm just Cali baby. Clippers. Yeah, here, boy. Everybody get. Yeah, oh, we out here. Yeah. yeah. No, because coach, because coach. Boys get busy. You Cowboys, Cowboys get busy because coach. When I was talking to Prince, to, to to Prince and DV about this shit, he's like, "Bro, I'm a LeBron fan," and I wasn't wearing my hat. But, Bro, but he, he was, loves LeBron. He loves LeBron, but he's all like, I can't do no Lakers. I hate the Lakers. I'm like, all right, one sec, bro. <laughs> like, you know, he like, yeah, like <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> exactly. Then, like, then the friend's like, no, don't do it to me, man. Don't do it to me, man. Like, DP, you made me, bro. Like, you made me, bro. Like, <laughs> and he's a for real hooper, too. Like, he has. Oh, I know. Hey, so, Four like, eyes caution to Penn State Beaver. Shit, I already know. He's, yeah. So he's into it. Like he, he's got. I saw all he used to talk about. We used to have serious arguments in the whiteout room about who. Like he, they'd have to come in there and like tell us like talk lower. Like we'd be in there arguing during the whiteout <laughs> meeting about basketball. It was crazy. Yeah, man, I can only imagine because because DP, I I see what he 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 posts his Facebook group chats and shit on his story, and almost all the time it's either empty bat, it's either hoop or or it's football or Bro. it's Duce. <laughs> Because <laughs> you know all football players think they either a could have been in the NBA or they like basketball experts. Yeah, and and I and I and I'm included in that. I swear that that I'm a basketball expert. Like I think I can be a basketball coach. So I'm 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 down to argue with somebody about basketball all day. Oh hell yeah, me too. Shit, I mean no anytime. Yeah, I mean, anytime wants anyone wants something about about the purple and gold, bro. Like I was fucking talking my shit. From the moment Kobe, the whole incident happened earlier this year, and I and I drove down Staples Center for Kobe night. Five days after that, parked at Figueroa Street, walked across the the blocks and murals, got into the arena, and the ushers out there doing 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 the tribute song, right? And then right. and then from there to see them progress, and then the COVID hit, and then they came back in the bubble, and then then to win it. Like I go hard, you know what I'm saying? Like motherfuckers, I mean, they want to talk this shit. I was telling these motherfuckers, yo, man, y'all Clippers fans, <laughs> y- y'all gonna be real disappointed, bro. Y'all gonna be real disappointed because they was talking they mess, bro. Like I was like, yo, no, 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 no. See, Clippers is cool. It's Kawhi, like I got love for Kawhi. You know what I'm saying? I got love for right. you know Paul PG. But when it comes down to it, there's only one team, one show in LA, and you know this coach because you was there for Showtime. 
There's only yeah, one show I mean, in LA. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knows that. Clippers got close. You know, Clippers got close and Kawhi and PG being there was, was supposed to be, you know, that, that stepping stone to, to to maybe finally push it over to the other direction, but it but it didn't happen. No, because the fact that when you look at their team, and this is what I was saying, when when once we got Keith and they got Marcus, Doc didn't know what to do with the bench rotation because you got Shamit, Lou, and Marcus trying to right. come off the bench, and then you don't know who to go to in the fourth. The Lakers get Markeith. That's all they needed because they already had their bench and they had the chemistry. Right, right, right. And so all, right. all you have to do at this point is just attack Lou every time. And we did that. <laughs> Chicken wing loop, coach. Yeah. Chicken wing yeah. loop. <laughs> See, I know, I know PG because he was at Fresno State I know. when I was there. I know. When I was yeah. there. So I, yeah. I ended up being kind of buddies with him. You know, he was a really good player there. And he used to have basketball camps. Or coaching basketball camps in the summer, and my son would go to him. Yeah. And so I ended up being cool with PG. He's a good dude. Mm-hmm. And you know, and Kawhi went to San Diego State, so I saw him play. Yeah. Um, when he was at San Diego State, I was I was in San Diego during the time he was there, and so I used to go to. I went to a couple games. I saw him play, so I got love for Kawhi too. Aztecs baby. Yeah, Aztecs baby. You know what I'm saying? You know, SDSU yeah. baby. And, and I mean, you yes. alumni. You know what I'm saying? So. No doubt about it. No, no doubt, doubt about, about it. it. So you gonna throw up the A rock quick? A Aztec. Yeah. I mean, Aztec, Aztec, baby. Yeah, yeah. They know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I mean, but I mean, no, I mean to your point, coach. I mean, like you see, that's the thing. I don't have anything against either player. I just know that the Lakers right now we're primed to fucking repeat, and we're primed maybe even three peat, depending on kind of how the season goes. Oh, Rob right. Palinka, Rob Palinka is doing what no GM is doing because what he's doing is he's waiting for the cheapest free agent for the best return to come on the buyout market. That motherfucker ain't right. gonna he ain't he ain't he ain't gonna break the bank for Marcus Morris. He ain't gonna break the bank for Lou Will or fucking PG. He's just gonna wait. He's gonna wait. And then once once that one, and then boom. Because all, all we need, yeah. if you listen to my previous episodes, Coach, I've just been ranting about this shit. We just need one solid big to back up Gasol. Because Gasol ain't going to be playing 48 minutes a night for like 82 nah. games. LeBron ain't going to be doing that. Uh, They're both going to be 36. Them motherfuckers going to be sitting. So, you, you know, you right, just need some right. guys to rotate. You know? Nah, you're right. You're right. You got to be smart. Yeah. So, yeah, no. I mean, you, you, you're you not, you're not going to be in the NBA shit, Coach. No doubt, no doubt about it. They just got to call us. Yes, exactly. They <laughs> gotta call us. We we ready already. We, we ready, baby. Yeah, we ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Man, shit, man. How 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 are you going? Time or what? Yeah, what time is it? Oh, it's, uh, 10. it's ten out. It's ten out here. Yeah, it's ten. It's 10, seventeen. Yeah. Over there, it's eight, it's eight, it's eight seventeen over here. Yeah, yeah. So it's all good, man. I'm just gonna probably go up here and grab me. Little, uh, little, little ice cream dessert, right quick, and get ready to shut it down. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, you know, I really I'm appreciate. down. You know, I mean, coach, it feels like kind of when I'm talking DP, now I'm talking to you. It feels like we never missed a beat, man. Like it feels like 12 hey. years is just, you know what I mean? Stay in touch, and you know what I mean. Like, uh, we, I, you know, I come back on whatever. Oh yeah, no, I got you, coach. No, I got yeah. you. I'm gonna hit you up. You know, Brett, Brett's come on next week. Maybe you come on next week again if you want. I don't know. You yeah, know what I mean? like. Can can more to, we can't all be on at the same time, can we? Yeah, we can. It's Zoom, right? Yeah, we can. Yeah, so it's whatever. You know what I mean? Like if it's Swain, if this, if I mean, if like, how are you thinking about it? We can get. I'll get on with Swain if that's what you, sure. if you, if that's what you're thinking. No, nah, I mean, shit, we could do that three way. You know, I'm thinking, you know I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe the first episode to have Swain and the main next time we do have right, everyone, right. everyone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Just let me know. I got you. Yeah, we can, oh, yeah, we can. Let's do one with let's do one with deep with Prince DP. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> Cause you know, I, I, got, I, I we need to talk some shit. 
Hey, and I got some stories about Prince that I can tell while he's there. <laughs> I'm with it. Sure, Shit. for sure. I got some. I got some stories about Prince, so that'll work. Yeah, let me know, bro. We, I mean, we 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 reconnected now, so we can do it however we want to do it. 100%, Coach. I got you, man. And I yeah. uh, appreciate you coming on. Tell all my listeners, that was my college coach, Coach K-Dub, Keith Williams, man who I first ever got to play football with. You know, first uh, man to teach me everything. Coach, everything you did for me, I can't – I mean, I, I cannot put in words, you know, the fact that opportunity, how, how it drove me, you know, to kind of get to where I am today. And, you know, obviously you're continuing doing great things at a much higher level. I mean, you're always doing things at a high level, but I just think, you know, it's admirable to see kind of, you know, your approach, your philosophy hasn't changed since. And uh, you know, just keep doing the good to keep 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 doing your good work. You know what I'm saying? So. I, pre- I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate, it, man. Good talking to you. We yeah. reconnecting now, so let's you know let's let's, let's stay in touch and, and and keep on going forward. 100%, coach. You know we're gonna do it. So that we do it exactly. Oh, all right, coach. Oh, oh, all right, babe. All right, baby. All right, take care. Yep. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs>